Hello, everybody, and welcome to 90s Court. My name is Andy Clodfelter. I'm Lisa Monahan. And you're still... I, I like it when I, I do it that way and I say it first, so that way then when I try and say it the second time, it sounds weird. So you're yes. listening to 90s Court, the thing I said. Um, yes. Hey, Lisa and I are both working off some like weird energy. Like, yes. <laughs> just like... Yes. I had zero, and then just like I got fired up by the spirit of Ario Speedwagon or something, which I don't normally listen to that music, but I was like, here's some like weirdly inspiring pump up music for no reason. So I listened to that. Yes, and I ate chocolate and went on an hour long walk. And I think that helped boost my mood a little bit. And I feel remotely prepared for a show today. I will say, another thing that boosted me was getting to watch one of the things that we're covering today. Uh, yeah. several episodes of it. So I was pretty excited to do that too. So 90 Scort. What's up? Welcome, Time to tell welcome. you guys what the show is about, just because we didn't do it last week and I think I should do it this week. Okay. So if, if for say you, this is your first episode because you're like, you know what I like? Game shows. Um, <laughs> you know what I specifically <laughs> like? Kids game shows. Um, this is a very specific, a very episode, specific for you, episode for you. So this is a show where we like to talk about, we take two things from the 90s and pit them together in court, such as the things listed as the episode title. We also mm-hmm. like to bring you some other things, uh, some deep nostalgia things that stick in our brains or that we looked up on the interwebs. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. my brain doesn't Google work search. and the interwebs helps just knock shit out of it. So, mm-hmm. um, so Lisa, how was your week? You know, all right. It was all right. I went on a trip with a couple of mom friends last week, and it was it was necessary. But now I have the urge to travel all the time. And guess what? You can't do that with children and a family during a pandemic. So all beans. I just gotta sit. Just gotta sit in your house and think your thoughts and yeah. live your life. But there's been so much coffee, so that's always beneficial. Right. That's yeah. good. But anyway, I'm proud. What of you. about you, my friend? Uh, nothing. I like I. It's it's funny <laughs> when I ask questions like that, and I'm just like. Oh wow, she's probably gonna ask me the same thing, and I'm gonna have nothing to say. Except just like, I don't know, I worked. <laughs> I don't know. We're we're preparing to celebrate the first birthday of our um, quarantine cat. So of our Lord and Savior, I mean, quarantine cat. Yeah. So that's 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 all we got going on. Okay. Things one year into it, you you have a lot less to talk about. Yeah, you know what <laughs> a lot we do less, have like to... sourdough bread being baked. Yeah, we know we do we do have to talk about. So like, not only are we recording this show, but Lisa mm-hmm. and I have other shows. That most yes. of you may have heard of, but in case you haven't, here's a reminder that they exist. Right. Lisa, tell Andy, us about tell your us, other show. Oh, 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 I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. I do a show called the No Skips Podcast with my husband. It started off as a New Year's resolution to listen to music that I've never listened to before, specifically albums that I should know but don't, mm-hmm. and also listening listening to them from start to finish. Mm-hmm. So because of... Um, copyright law and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh we don't actually play any of the music on the show because we don't want to get sued um but we do talk about that so if you like hearing two people it's my husband and i and it can be really really funny sometimes um if you like to hear husband and wife banter uh boy do we have that for you on the show and it's enjoyable but yeah uh, we're coming up on episode 10 um we just covered Kanye West this past week, the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. It was a dope album. So, yeah. yeah, check it out. No Skips Podcast. We're really only on Twitter, kind of on Facebook, but not really. We're just kind of doing this for fun. So, yeah. yeah. And then, Andy, I want to hear it. Like, tell us yeah. about Anomalous Fascination. I have Anomalous Fascination, which is another show. You guys know about it. It's I really, really love doing the show. Like I, I kind of like had lost a little bit of faith and stuff for like a little bit there and was kind of thinking, like, ah, maybe I'll, I'll can this because I just didn't know if anybody – 
really cared about it anymore. So, but then I don't know, somebody reached out and just said like, Hey, you know, I found your show and I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I was actually somebody from high school that I hadn't talked to in like years that randomly oh, like whoa. their mom li- watched, listened to the show because she's friends with my mom. And then as a result, he randomly listened and was like, wow, this is like really, really good. So, Dude, um, so yeah, it's like I said, it's a very different show than this one. Uh, Lisa's a little bit more like this one in the sense that it's more fun and, and goofy and everything like that. Mine is mm-hmm. scripted. It's it's all heavily edited, just uh, storyline, so script, and everything. Good. So, oh um, no, it's so. So if good. you're looking to learn or get any new information into your brain, that's a good place to go. So, thank you. Yeah, and if you're looking to learn very little <laughs> about music. Well, you might learn yeah. something, but we go no skips podcast. Yeah, but... and I'm also on Daring yeah. Adventures podcast, which is a D and D podcast where I play a character. Right now, I'm playing a 15 year old kid. I don't understand how you like. How do you have time for this? I don't know. I just only I only meet like once every two weeks for that one, just on a oh, Friday okay. morning, Saturday morning. So, plus nice. I don't have to plan anything. I just show up and just act like an idiot and play a game. So <laughs> it's pretty easy. Perfect. All right. Um, and another announcement we wanted to talk about was that, uh, you know, we have some merch available at uh, tpublic.com slash, is, is it users? Well, you have it up here. User. User slash the 90s court. Um, we have uh, been, or we are aware that there's about to be a sale going on. Mm-hmm. So from March 10th through the 12th and then 24th to, through the 27th, um, t-shirts are going to be $13, which is a pretty big jump down from, I think it's like 20. Yeah. And then all, all merch is going to be 35% off. So if you were like, if can, I'm going to go ahead and say the sweatshirt I got is the dopest shit I own. I love my sweatshirt and I think I'm going to go in for a baseball I, tee <laughs> during this sale. Yeah. I literally wear like my hoodies that I got, like I got two and I just literally like they're in my rotation. Like I wear them like literally like every day. So like one or the other. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah. Oh wait, wait. March tenth through the. Tr- that's like. Oh wait, no. That's a few days from now. Okay. Yeah. I was. I have, just I, in my head week. today was March eighth. I have no idea what day it is. So, um. <laughs> but yeah, March tenth through the twelfth, twenty fourth through twenty seventh. Uh, a big sale on T Public. Again, our site is tpublic.com/slash/user/slash/the90scourt. So go check out the two um, designs we have there and all Oop. the cool things you can buy there. And and before we move on to the very cool thing of the show, we got to talk Ba-ba-ba-ba. about our Patreon shout out. Um, I was going to queue up some music, but I didn't think of anything in time. So I'm just going to like beatbox. No, I'm not going to beatbox. You can't I beatbox think, while you talk at the same time. Judge. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You could have asked, asked for the assist from me, but you just t- went alone and then this is what you uh, get. But give, give me, drop me a fat beat, Andy. Judge, Judge Troy, the one and only Judge Troy. That's that's how I rap. You're welcome. We love you, Judge Troy. We and the rest you, of Troy. our Patreon supporters, we love you as well. You guys will be getting your shout outs next week. We just wanted to yeah. give one hats off, a big hats off. With Troy the just needs beating. to remember he's our he's our big boy. He's our big boy, Troy. So Big boy, Troy. Lisa, Lisa Pants, so, why don't you tell us about some things? So, okay, so for the, if, in case you haven't heard me talk enough lately, let's go ahead and start. Let's get into the show show now, okay? So my thing this week, Andy, 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 mm-hmm. do you remember the super, the super awkward moments as like a preteen when you'd be watching a movie or TV show with your parents in the room and then suddenly the things on screen got a little steamy? Yeah. You know how awful that was? Yeah. Like, you, like you, you understand, yeah. like just what you probably know about me is like being like super shy and like anything like remotely sexual i'm just like oh like especially as a kid i was like oh no like so it was just like horrifying when that shit would happen 
Yeah, I I don't remember too many of those moments. There was one, I may have told this on the show before, there was like one moment where I was with my aunt and uncle at their house staying with my cousin for the weekend and like they had it on HBO, which we did not have because we were not cool. Mm -hmm. And like it just opened on a scene of like a headboard banging into the wall. I was like, I want to die. Oh, I want to die. Um, but but that that stuff happens because you're watching a show that is you know meant for adults. But how cruel was it on so many different levels when a particular brand made these kind of awkward moments, more specifically the sounds, the whole backbone and the entirety of their marketing strategy? Oh, no. Do you have any inkling to what I'm referring to? I don't, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me and I'm going to remember. I'm going to tell you. I'm referencing the one and only Herbal Essences commercials. Oh, God. You remember the ones I'm oh, talking about? Yes. Oh, yes. 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 And then so and so is just like, it's just like she just has pretty hair. It's like, wow, her hair smells better than it used to, but not like that much better. Yeah. And also, why is she sweaty now? <laughs> Why yeah, it feels so like awful. the shower should have cleaned her, but she just looks like she's just real sticky now. She's real. <laughs> why are you now. sticky? Why are you? Why are you the way that you are? the The whole uncomfortable premise of these commercials, if you do not know what we're talking about, God bless you so far. Um, it would be that some woman is doing something totally random, like flying in an airplane or stopping to get her car worked on, and then suddenly it's like, I'm gonna go wash my hair at this moment now. So, like, I mean, I, I've never been on a plane and be like, you know what I'm going to do? Take one of the two bathrooms that's the real, and use it to wash my hair. That's the real issue here. Like, clearly this person is a sexual deviant if they're just intentionally doing this so they can have an excuse to make orgasm sounds. It's, you know, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. But, all, but, who, but who, I mean, even in airport land, even if you're in the airport bathroom, airport, not airplane, airport bathroom, what you doing washing your hair? Unless yeah. you have like a crazy layover. Don't it's like, yeah, I'm about to get on this okay. plane and I need to be all sticky. So I need to use my herbal essences. So I, I need to do it now. And so what would happen is that the, the insinuation was that like upon using herbal essences, the, 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 like the smell of the shampoo and the look of your hair would be so amazing that you're just screaming. Yes, 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 yes. Throughout the whole ordeal. And um, so the commercials would have this like loud, screamy, orgasmic noise of a chick like washing her hair somewhere. And then when she was done, she'd like, like in the airplane one, she'd like fall out of the airplane airplane bathroom and be like, oh, surprised that everyone's staring at her as if they Guys. could not hear her at all. Uh, privacy, please. Yeah, like it doesn't Excuse matter. Me. Like even though she, it was clearly like totally understandable that they were looking because of the fact that she was making her... A, horrifying orgasm sounds. B, uh -huh. she fell out of the thing, so everybody would be looking anyways. C, just somebody being really loud, period. Like, there's no, mm -hmm. like, there, like if you, were you could say anything low. and people would all be looking at you. Yeah, if you had, yeah, no matter what, if you, you're just saying burrito over and over again. Yeah. Really loudly for two minutes. Man, we're going like, to have to ask you to get off the fucking around. plane. <laughs> we, need to, we need to land in Salt Lake City again. This, this bitch needs to get kicked off. But, like, I will say this. The smell... Of the Herbal Essences shampoo during the 90s was incredible. Like, I think that it was like a pink shampoo. I want to say it was like rose, rose hips or something like that. It was mm -hmm. incredible. And every bitch I knew growing up used it. And every bitch had the best smelling hair. And I ended up using it too because I wanted to be a nice smelling bitch too. But I'll tell you what, I didn't get my rocks off in the shower using it. Yeah. So you were probably really um, disappointed at this, like in your like, awkward early teens or whatever, just being like, oh man. Is is herbal essence is my first boyfriend? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Didn't work out that way. 
Didn't didn't happen. Then why is it in the commercials? Because commercials lie. Lie. Yeah. Liars. So um, I didn't really have too much to add other than this was a really uncomfortable thing to have done. Um, and Herbal Essences weren't just like on Fox, you know, Fox or, you know, NBC. It's like the commercials were just kind of on a lot of stations. Um, and you just, you would just have to grin and bear it while you're sitting in the room with your mom. Like, this isn't all, like, we don't all know exactly what this is in reference to, even though I'm 10 or 11. Like, I, this is awful. I do find it weird, though, like, because, like, it's one of those things that in retrospect, I'm like, what was I embarrassed of? Like, I mean, I understand, in, like, you know, generally, like, oh, my gosh, it was embarrassing because my parents were there. But, like, what did I think? Like, what was actually causing it was it was like me being afraid that I wasn't supposed to be watching this because this was so inappropriate. Like, I just I, I still don't I can't make a full now. connection of what exactly it was that made me embarrassed. Anything to do with sex with your parents, I, I, like se- not sex with your parents, but sex. <clears throat> in context of talking to your parents is right. still like I'm 35 they're in their 60s I'm like we don't need to do this yeah that's okay this you know this is this never happened just as a kid I it had... was a much bigger thing though of just being like I always felt like horrified like oh my god I can't believe I I need to leave immediately <laughs> yeah well I'm sure part of it was like you're not supposed to know yet and then if you or like do you know yet and there's this kind of like unspoken kind of investigation going on like does he know oh shit were we supposed to have this conversation by now is herbal essences teaching my children about sex Mm -hmm. it's like there's just a lot to unpack very quickly in the context of these conversations but um thank you herbal essences for ruining my life you did it thank you for giving us all those essences of herbs so many so that's my thing herbal essences (laughs) ta-da Thank you. That's one. That was such, like I said, I couldn't think of it right away. But then the second you started doing it, I was like, yep. That's the one. All right. And let us never speak of it again. Please. (laughs) So here's the thing. I went on a little bit of a deeper dive. It's just one of those things where, like, I go down rabbit holes sometimes when I'm, like, looking around at stuff online. And Mm -hmm. this is one where I finally, like, when I was down, like, my fourth rabbit hole, I saw this name pop up for a game. Or yeah, this is a video game we're going to be talking about. Um, okay. And I saw two other ones, and I'm like, I haven't heard any of these. Um, and so okay. I'm going to talk to you about um, a little something different, a little interesting thing. So in 1989, so this is this is not when it happened. This is just part of the story. In 1989, okay. Nintendo signed a deal with Sony. They were going to become the developers of a system called the SNES CD. Or Nintendo okay. PlayStation, um, which would be an what? add-on for the future Super Nintendo, because it didn't exist yet. It was coming out in 1991, but they were basically had cut a deal with PlayStation to have like an add-on where they'd have like a CD or whatever, like where they could have different things they could do on that system that maybe they couldn't do with cartridges. Okay. So this would allow things like full motion videos, which essentially is like, uh, think of like cutscenes now. Like where it's like a lot higher graphics, like it's almost just like a watching a video of some people, um, and then it, and then you know then there's normal gameplay, uh, and of also larger games, so you could have bigger games on the system too. Okay. However, Nintendo was just like, no, nah, never mind, <laughs> and they broke the agreement with Sony. Evidently, they didn't really have anything much in writing, I guess, because they didn't really, there was no like issue with breaking the contract. Um, so instead they, cause they decided instead they were going to sign with the company Phillips, um, which okay. obviously at that point, Sony was like, 
fuck all y'all, we're going to make a system. And of course, we all know how that ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made the PlayStation, but dropped Nintendo. So poor Nintendo missed out. <laughs> so um, so Nintendo then fi- finally realized that this whole CD thing just sucks. Because they're seeing like Sega CD fail utterly and some other systems that are trying to. So they basically just said, fuck this, and they bailed entirely. So they're like, sorry, Phillips, we're not doing that with you either. We're just making the SNES. Which worked okay. out well for them, of course. But as part of dissolving the agreement with Philips, Nintendo had to give something up. Uh, what they had to give up to Philips was the licensing for five of their well-known Nintendo characters. Okay. Three of which were Link, Princess Zelda, and Ganon, or Ganondorf. Weird, right? Why would Philips mm-hmm. want permissions for video game characters? Hmm. Hmm. Well, good news, fam. Philips created the <laughs> Philips CDI, an all-in-one gaming system <laughs> that plays CDs, video games, and all kinds of shit. And it was like f- over $500. And they, I saw like the advertisement for it, and it was like six, like 10 easy payments or $59.99 or something like that. It was just, it was bonkers. What? Yeah. That would, that would hurt today. Yeah. As, as, you said Philips CDI? Philips CDI. But, uh, okay. but yeah, it had, it had a lot of functions for sure. It was just like, let's make it so unaffordable that no one can use it. While meanwhile, people are like, I'm going to buy an SNES for 150 bucks. What so, the hell is this? So the funny thing is I'm not even doing this on the Philips CDI. What I'm okay. doing this on is the fact that Philips went on to full steam ahead to create not one, not two, but three, yes, three Zelda games. <laughs> oh my gosh! I I saw the name of some show, like some game, and I was like, I'd never heard of that before. And I looked into it and actually watched some some clips of it. In fact, I have one queued up right now just for. Um, so as I mentioned, they have the capability of doing these like nicer uh, cutscenes that have like a little bit better graphics and animation than they would now. Um, that's part of the CD thing is they can do a lot better quality with that. And here's just a quick example. It's too bad you can't watch it, but hopefully if you get a chance, please watch some of the videos of these games. Okay. It sure is boring around here. My boy, this piece is what all true warriors strive for. I just wonder what Ganon's up to. Your Majesty, Ganon and his minions have seized the island of Korodai. Hmm. How can we help? It is written, only Link can defeat Ganon. Great, I'll grab my stuff. Like, I I can't imagine being a maker of the actual, like, Legend of Zelda games and watching that scene. Like, the quickest, like, that was less than 30 seconds of, like, hmm. That was the beginning of the game. It's just like, huh, I wonder what's going to happen. They're like, oh, I wonder what Ganon's up to. And he's like, maybe we can go fight him or something like that. And they're like, no, only Link can do it. And then that's just the beginning of the game. <laughs> wait, that, wait, so that was like a cutscene thing. I'm looking at the artwork. Yeah. Is this the art? Is this real? Yes. So they'd have the those of Zelda series. Yeah. So they would have. They had three different games. All were kind of the similar structure, where there'd be these, like almost like videos, um, essentially, mm-hmm. um, explaining different parts of the game and stuff like that. But then the actual gameplay, where you would play was a little bit more, you know, side-scroller type thing, maybe with a few more dimensions than normal. On the whole, it was pretty clunky. Um, I watched one of the remastered ones, which was a little bit better, but 
it just felt like there wasn't really much story and it was just more just like, I'm hitting stuff. And it was just really hard, too, from what I could see. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, they came out with the games Link, The Faces of Evil, Zelda, The Wand of Gamelon, and Zelda's Adventure. Okay. Luckily, I can tell you right now, those games are not canon in the, in the Zelda universe. So, <laughs> uh, you can basically just get rid of them from your mind. It's Easy. just... Deleted. It's just so crazy to me thinking back then, because that was like... It was 93 and 94, so like... There wasn't like a ton of Zelda games out. Like the ones that that were out were like pretty lo-fi and everything like that. Like um, Link to the Past on the on the uh, Game Boy and everything like that, and the other ones on you know SNES and uh, and the NES that had multiple Zelda games. But it's just please, if you guys ever get a chance, I can't explain it fully because it's just too long for a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But you need to look at these <laughs> videos for these games because it's so it's like it's like if somebody bought the the rights to like, um, I don't know, some like super serious thing like Lord of the Rings and just made like a super funny comedy like um, <laughs> a super comedy thing involving like, you know, the main characters in the show and made a cartoon like video version of it or whatever that had nothing yeah. to do with the original storyline. It's like that, and that's what this is. So, this I'm looking at gameplay, or I'm scrolling through it right now. This mm-hmm. is maddening. Yeah. So this is awful. Anyways, uh, me. that's the Lost Zelda games. Bless me. your heart. Bless. Well, I'm I'm sick of this game. That's why I'm sneezing. It's sneezing. Makes me just sick. trying to get out my nose. The, but like, but this is a very specific. Like the cutscenes are a very specific artwork. Like there was some kind of weird game that I could. I, I don't know how I would ever get back to. It, it was ever. this uh, dragon, like Dragon Slayer game that I would always see. Like when I watched, like uh, shit, the. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a really popular game, well known game, anyways. But from uh, what's that show, Stranger Things? Um, in that they play that as like one of the arcade games where it's like video cutscenes and stuff like that and yeah so i didn't know if that's what you were thinking of but i can't no there was there was some kind of like vtech game that i played in the 90s i'll start looking it up and see if i can okay. find it but but the, but the cut it has this kind of look to the cutscenes. but the, i mean the mm-hmm. gameplay looks okay yeah it looks okay it just are the guy diarrhea. who was playing it and going through it was kind of like i mean it's a little bit better now that they've upgraded it because i guess it was just so clunky like trying to move around and stuff but mm-hmm. even then, he started being like, you know what? Never mind. This is actually really bad still. <laughs> so This is a mistake. Everything um, was a mistake. Oh so anyways, we're off to make some mistakes without us on air. So we'll actually catch you after a quick break. Go yes. over some poll results from last week. And then we got a court case for you. Booyah. All right. See you guys in a few. Bye. Hey, 90s Court listeners, Lisa here. I'm here to talk to you really quickly about a product that I absolutely love and I've used every single day for years and years and years. Let me hit you with a couple of scenarios. Perhaps you're miserable because your partner snores like crazy, or maybe you're a night shift worker who can't get proper sleep during the day, or maybe you live in a really loud and busy downtown area. There's hope for you, and it comes in the form of sleep phones from Acoustic Sheep. I'm not lying when I say I've been using them religiously for years, and they're the sole reason I'm not a crazy person suffering from insomnia. Sleep phones are just ultra soft headphones and a headband that are extremely bed friendly. Side sleepers can also rejoice for you can comfortably block out the sounds of the world while getting some soothing noise free sleep without hurting your ears. 
They even have wireless Bluetooth options so you don't get tangled up in cords overnight. I personally connect mine to my phone each night and listen to some white noise to drown out my partner's snores. I'm telling you, I've gifted them to night shift nurses, in-laws, basically anybody with ears that values a good night's sleep. They even have options now that come preloaded with binaural beats or deeply relaxing ASMR content. So you can find something that's just right for you and maybe not even have to connect to your phone at all if you don't want to. Andy and I both use these now and we'd love to help you get some rest too. Go to sleepphones.com and use the code 90SCORT to get $10 off your order of $39 or more. That's sleepphones.com and the code is 90SCORT. Sweet dreams. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you ordered some sleep phones. If you didn't, just give just give me some. Yeah, I mean, if you I'll did, if you got if you got a sleep phones order in just during the break, like while it was playing, like did Speed Racer to get in there, I'm mm-hmm. proud of you. I don't care I'm what proud Lisa of you says. Too. You're yeah. gonna sleep so well, dude. Pretty I, sure of it, at least. It's Maybe. so good. Like I like I. It's just unreal. Like as I like I said, I I've <laughs> I've tried to sleep occasionally with the mom just because sometimes like if they like run out of batteries while I'm sleeping, which doesn't happen very often because I always charge them, but like when they do, like I'm like okay, now I have to sleep for the next two hours without this, and it's just tragic. So, um, so yeah, yep. they are very rad and they're super dope. So they are the best. Um, listen, last week speaking we covered of dope things. Speaking of dope things, our show from last week, Ace Ventura versus the Mask. Um, Carrie versus Carrie, Yim Carrie mm-hmm. versus Yim Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see who won, shall we, Andy? We got Twitter, fifty-four point seven percent to forty-five point three percent in favor of Ace Ventura. Yahtzee. They, Instagram, fifty-five to forty-five percent Ace Ventura. Wow. And Facebook went a little heavier handed with sixty ha- sixty-five and point six percent to thirty-four point four percent Ace Ventura. So um I'm gonna say that wasn't across the border. Because it was <laughs> Oh jeez. So well, I guess you could say my court case was not some champions, my friend. That's fine. I didn't I took the mask because I wanted to shit on it. I was like, I didn't even like it that much. Yeah. Especially on upon a rewatch. Oh no, so I remember I'm, specifically I'm you wanting to watch it because you wanted to make fun of it. Yeah. Um, speaking gross. of speaking of competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we got a couple competitions that just came across my desk. I hope you love that seamless transition. So, so good. <laughs> thank you. I'm a pro. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so uh, this week we're going to be taking you on an adventure uh, into the past when, <laughs> you know, you enjoyed your, your occasional like game show on TV, like, you know, some uh, Jeopardy, some uh, Wheel of Fortune, Price is Right, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But what about the what about the kids, though? Huh? Where kids rule. What about the kids? We just want to see kids getting getting rough with each other. Um, so they decided to bring you a couple of great shows <laughs> that we absolutely love from the 90s, which were Legends of the Hidden Temple versus Nickelodeon Guts. So good. Guts. Guts. Um, Andy, you are going first tonight. I court. am going first. I am so fucking delighted. Like, you guys yes. understand, there are different things on this show that, like, we save we like we we keep it like just got like the best candy you got to keep one in your back pocket 
Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I, was, I, was go- I was going to YouTube to get my thing queued up in a second. And it was like, phone, I have something to say. Um, so, so um, I'm going to be talking to you about Legend of the Hidden Temple because, frankly, it's it's so freaking good. Like, mm-hmm. the they so seamlessly combined, like, not only having a game show kind of like Double Dare, but putting a theme to it and having a point to it in addition to everything mm-hmm. else. And I am just so stoked to talk about this. I've heard other, some other shows cover it in the past. I really will say this. If you ever get a chance, you should check out the uh, uh, the, the episode by Toys Were Us about this. Um, very, very Ooh, well okay. researched and very interesting as well. Um, so this yeah, show. You, you've, you've, been, you've been dying to talk about this from like the concept of the yeah, show. Like I mentioned so it and you were, yeah, like early on. And so we were like, ah, okay, I'll put it off for a while. So um, it is. this the is one of my, yeah, this is definitely one of my top favorite shows on Nickelodeon. And basically if it's on Nickelodeon, it was a top show. It was one of my favorite shows period at the time. So nice show ran from 1993 to 1995 on Nickelodeon starring the beloved Kirk Fogg and D Bradley Baker. Now, Kirk Fogg, you might know from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. <laughs> D, yeah. D. Bradley Baker, yeah. you may know from fucking everything. Um, so I, I read through his thing, that. and I was like, I know this name for some reason. He voiced Omek. This was like his first TV gig he ever did that was like a, a sizable role. And mm-hmm. after that, he just does voiceover work for fucking everything like he does so, like he was in space jam like he you know did daffy duck and a bunch of and like he just it's impossible to list he's on so many shows now like american dad and like spongebob and different things like that he's just oh, all over the place now. okay so gotcha um so yeah I, I wanted to list some things but i was like you know what it took i literally like flipped the scroll button like 17 times just to get down to the <laughs> 90s it took so long um this show won a Cable Ace Award for the best game show or special series in 1995. Uh, it has been described as a combination of Jeopardy and Indiana Jones, which evidently Indiana Jones was the inspiration for the show. That um, reasons, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm not going to go too much into explaining the show ahead of time because I am going to cover an episode, which will give you a lot of um, insight into the show. Um, so just okay. in case you haven't seen this show, um, which I'm, I'll tell you this. It was hard to figure out how to watch this because I was just like, what streaming service has this? And apparently it's nothing. I had to go to not even YouTube, but Daily Motion. I went to and found full episodes of this show. That's um, a deep cut for yeah. that. Yeah. Because apparently if you look it up, there is a movie that was made in 2016 called Legends of the Hidden Temple based on the game show. Um, and a lot of people are like, yeah, we got it. And I'm like, oh, sweet. And they're like, no, it's just the, it's just the movie. Sorry. Um, <laughs> So psych bitch you thought. So yeah, so this is a show usually starring kids between the ages of 11 and 14, even younger than that I think. It seems like they're usually like 11 to 13 um where uh two kids randomly are paired together um on a team. Uh the teams are listed as the Blue Barracudas, the Red Jaguars, oh, right. Orange Iguanas, Purple Parrots, Green Monkeys, and of course, the Silver Snakes. There um, were that many teams? Yeah, there's six. On every episode? Yes. Whoa. So that's a lot of You probably of don't kids. remember okay. it because I'll go over a little bit more about it later, okay. but um, this is also known as a lot of people just get one of these shirts and wear it as did in a helmet as a costume for Halloween, which I greatly appreciate, honestly. So Yeah. Um so these are the teams that come out. 
we'll go through kind of the breakdown of a show here in a little bit. Um, okay. I just, there's so much to say about the show. I can't even. So essentially the initial setup for every episode is Olmec, which is a large talking head, <laughs> basically, that's made of stone, um, who's voiced by D. Bradley Baker. He basically, Kirk Fogg's like, hey, I'm just a normal guy and I talk weird and I don't know why I'm doing this game show, <laughs> but apparently they hired yeah. me. Um, it, he says, like, what are we talking about this week? And then he'll be like, talking about the case, like the, the story of, you know, Jerry Wilhelm's beard. Like some some historical story, like a real thing, like Galileo's XYZ or whatever. The, mm-hmm. the funny thing is it'll be like real history most of the time. Almost every time it's real history. But then the item that you're looking for, I would say probably like at least half the time has nothing to do <laughs> with anything. Like we have to go to the temple and find this lost item. Uh, Amelia, Amelia Earhart's lucky pig. I'm like, what the fuck? What, like, what in that's, the hell? That's nothing. Um, that's nothing. <laughs> so, so yeah. So there's a series of different rounds where they have to go through to essentially get to this temple at the very end, which you know. That's like the 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 highlight of everyone's life is watching the fucking temple run, um, at the end yeah. of the game. So, um, so the prizes are pretty wild. Um, so here's kind of the the road. I'll go through I'll go through a full episode in a moment, but just to give you a quick breakdown. So the moat is always the first thing that everybody does. So okay. basically, it's there's a moat which is like a you know just a stretch of water that's not that long, and the kids have to in some way, shape, or form get across the get across the water to the other side get both aside and then they hit a gong and then the first four to do that go to the next round so that's usually why it doesn't feel like there's six because two fuckers just immediately are gone <laughs> like get out Jerry. Like, jesus like i'm sure because this show apparently it takes forever to make too so like i wonder how long kids were waiting before that moment when they got knocked out yes so probably a very but it was a long ass day yep. so and so they're eliminated immediately. Then the next step is there's these steps um, where you stomp on the thing, the pedestal, you stomp on the ground or whatever to answer questions, to chime in to answer a question, which are always going to be multi. He'll tell us, Omek will tell a story about this uh, historical figure and their actual background, which it's actual history and it's a lot, it's very interesting sometimes. Usually pretty basic level stuff. And then at the end, they'll throw in something about this item you're looking for in the in the temple that usually is nonsense, like like Abe Lincoln's golden axe or something what? like that. What? Yeah. What? It looks like I'm saying. It'll just be some complete, like they'll come think up some random reason that like, like oh so and so like took his golden axe from him or something like that and it ended up oh here in the gosh. temple, um, as you do. So anyways, and then after that, um, two teams survive from that, and then they do the temple games, which is kind of the longest part of the show. There's three different events where they uh, compete to win pendants or half pendants to go into the final race. Where in the the uh, temple games, you have these pendants which are used to. Uh, protect you from temple guards and we'll of course get into that later <laughs> fucking, i'm curious about this one of the most yeah. well-known things is fucking temple guards um <laughs> so this show is each episode is sponsored by fucking everything um i had no idea you could put that many commercials within a show itself like i can't believe that these guys ever had budget problems with how much fucking shit they advertised because every time some kid won something it would be the most negligible shit but they would do an advertisement for that product. Like, <laughs> like thanks thanks for playing so the kids who didn't 
the kids who didn't win like the moat, for example, they'd be like, oh, you guys are not going to go empty handed, though. You're going to get Hershey syrup. Like it's literally <laughs> you're going to get Here's... Hershey syrup. Like if Here's you get milk, soul. if you get some milk, you can use it. <laughs> So, or you can just drink it, you asshole. Yeah, you just can just drink, be a fucking just monster. Drink the syrup and despair in the alley behind the we studio. Know you're, we Get know out, you're dirty. Get out, Jerry. <laughs> so, you suck, Jerry. So, anyways, it's just the. So, getting back to the kind of the events. So, the kids are incredibly stupid. Um, I mean, some episodes <laughs> they're like okay, but it's just remarkable how stupid these kids are sometimes. <laughs> Omek tells this whole very short story that isn't very long, like with different interesting facts about like this person everything like that and the story that goes along with it and so he'll ask the question and they're multiple choice so there'll always be three choices in the question of course they have to try and get it in before he reads like maybe the second option because otherwise somebody else will chime in but like i saw three questions in a row where they had to go on to the next question because two teams got the two teams got the first two wrong so like there's three options they missed two and they're like okay well next question um, and I think there was also a time where a kid, <laughs> a kid had already been through like, you know, already been like five questions. So he got the understanding of like the format. Um, and he buzzed in to answer a question. Um, and he, he had just read one of the choices, which ended up, it was the right answer was the first choice he read. And the kid just responded. No. What? what? Like, he's like, was no? this blank? blank or blank and like he heard one choice and just answered no it's not that (laughs) (laughs) oh children even like pause for a second he's like oh no that's wrong (laughs) so um, oh no oh this this sounds so humiliating it's just it's crazy and i'm gonna go over more like i said i have to kind of rush because there's so much good trivia and stuff no no no, take your time this this, again this is legends of the hidden fucking temple people can sit back and feel the space man yeah. So, you know, it's it's not even funny how soul crushing the temple is. So that's kind of the last stage of it. It's a dope okay. thing. Like I said, it's fun to watch. It's super cool. The rooms have like really interesting designs. Of course, everybody knows Shrine of the Silver Monkey is the fucking best. Um, there's all these dope rooms with different okay. ways to get to different things. The Haunted Forest is a really big one. Um, I think the, the Shrine of the Silver Monkey is the only one that was never changed throughout the show, though. Um, that's okay. where they just run into the room and there's... Uh, it's mainly in there. Be- I think he kept it because Olmec always said it so well. Into the shrine of the silver monkey. And he oh has to put boy. this little statue together with like four parts to fit this this monkey statue together. Which evidently was like the fucking hardest thing ever to get that thing put together. Um, Interesting. But it's just, it's crazy to me that like even if they had both pendants, right? So they get both mm-hmm. pendants through that, which is hard to do to begin with. One kid could get like 90% through. Like he, at some point he got hit by a temple guard and he gave him his pendant. He could be like one room away from the thing. And like all he had to do was get it and then run it. Like had to go back out and run out. Mm-hmm. And he could just he got hit by a temple guard the, the next room. And so they've just wasted like two minutes. And now there's like 45 seconds left for the other person to get all the way to where he was. Oh, um, no. Because there was no strategy involved. It was 100% just random, like where they would put the temple guards. And I'm like, you could just fuck people if you like, like, we don't want somebody to win this week. And I'm almost sure that's what they did. In fact, I'll go over that in trivia later, um, where they just okay. intentionally put temple guards in places where it was like impossible for them to possibly win. Um, 
and also like the the actual item they were looking for was like in possibly the farthest room you could possibly have to go to um, in accordance with how the things would line up. So I'm going to get to an episode rundown, though. Okay. Um, this one was for the lucky pig of Amelia Earhart, which I mentioned a little bit earlier about the lucky pig. Um, so like I said, they're the same thing every episode. Go across or on a raft-based adventure across the, the boat uh, to hit the thing. Um, let's see. So the kids fail, and they're like, why the fuck did I even come here? As they just stand there, and they find out that they <laughs> want fucking hair gel. Um, for the orange, the orange iguanas and green monkeys are like, cool, I'm going to leave with some hair gel. Cool. <laughs> Enjoy your, waste of, like, I hope you guys didn't travel Universal too Studios. far to get here. Yeah. For, for Salt Lake City. Yeah. It's so oh, far. Oh, my God. That's so far. Yeah. Uh, so trivia time. They're on the steps. So also a standard in every episode. Um, let's see. You have to go to you have to answer like three questions right to go down the three different steps uh, to reach the bottom. And the first two teams to make it go to the temple games. Okay. Um, many of the questions don't actually answer pertain to the actual topic. It's just kind of like weirdly like they have some weird connection to it. Like in this one, they're like the first question, which I'm like, if you're going to have some nonsense questions, add them in later. But like the first one was like, who first invented flight? Like or just first discovered, like created a, the working airplane or whatever. And. It was like the Marx Brothers, the Wright Brothers, or the Wrong Brothers. The Wrong Brothers. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, they make it to the end. Um, there's almost always one team that's just like way better than everybody. Yes. So Blue Barracudas and Purple Parrots made it on. So good for them. And the other kids who lost... Silver Snakes and Red Jaguars, I believe. They were graced with the incredible gift of fucking Melody Pops, which, if you're not familiar with those, I've, <gasps> I've brought them up before. I don't know if I ever covered them as a thing, but they're fucking crazy. Um, they're literally just uh, suckers that are also wh whistles with, like, a little thing that you can go in and out and, like, make the sound change. Yes, and we love turning candy into other stuff in the 90s. Yep. Yep. So, now, may I say this? As after winning a first round, I would be like, thank goodness that I'm going to get an upgrade in prize from the fucking hair gel to some candy whistles. <laughs> wow. This is not, a not parent a step who up. spent my whole fucking day doing that, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Give me at least like 10 bucks and I'll just like leave. Please. It's fine. Yeah. So get on to the two on two um, where they're going into the temple games. Uh, the first one, just to give you ideas of different kind of games they would do in these, because these ones are just like, they re reduce, reuse, recycle on these fuckers all the time and just kind of fit them to make, like, it's supposed to fit the story in some way of mm -hmm. what they're talking about, but it's the biggest stretch of all time. And be like, oh, like, they used to really like fishing for hawks, and so they would always use these, and so that's why you have to catch 47 hawks and get them in a basket. Um, I see. So the first one is a big grease mat. Uh, they're attached to bungee cords in the middle of the mat, um, and they have to basically pull out this golden pig from a wicker basket, run to the edge, and set the golden pig on, like, a pedestal. And whoever gets the most pigs and puts them on the pedestals before the time is up wins. And so, okay. so basically, uh, they did it. Blue Barracudas won. They got four, and the other ones got two. It wasn't even that impressive. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next one uh, was where they had to hold these huge bamboo sticks and have to keep it over their shoulders as if they're an airplane 
Um, that's apparently the tie-in they gave through this one as to why it was related to the story. And they wow. had to keep them over their shoulders, like with their arms on them. And they had to like turn sideways to fit through these really, really narrow, uh, bamboo like holes or whatever to get through to the end, kind of like a, a ropes course type thing. And mm-hmm. so they made it to the end. And then Kirk said, how'd you do it? Hey, how'd you do it? And the girl's like, um, I don't know. And Kirk, Kirk's like too busy flying, huh? Okay. Well, good job. Um, I forgot to mention something I wrote down earlier. Kirk Fogg is the most awkward fucking person. (laughs) He has no idea how to talk to these kids. It's amazing. So he always, before the Temple Games, I forgot to mention, he asked the kids, like, just general questions to get to know the players or whatever. And Mm -hmm. he clearly has no idea what to say to kids. So he's like, so I heard you really like, uh hats and he's like yeah i love hats he's like what like what kind of hats he's like oh uh they're from all these different states what's your favorite hat um this one from nashville what does it say on it it says nashville (laughs) he's like and then he's like okay billy how about you and then he'll just move on to the next person because he doesn't know what to say because the the answers are always so boring and dumb but that's what kids do kids don't know how to fucking like kids kids say the most random shit and and at this age they're like entering the very awkward stage and they're like they're going to try to give you answers but the answers are going to be all fucked up and weird so yeah the Nashville yeah. hat is good it's so everything it's is just, Nashville hat it's just it's <laughs> funny because it's mainly just like Kirk's like Nashville. Kirk has just like no charisma so it's like trying him trying to respond to these kids he has no way of turning it in a funny or interesting way he's right. just like okay um fine so then Next round, the final round was once again bungee cord time. Um, mm-hmm. This is a very commonly used one from different episodes I watched. It's uh, get a thing, attach it to your helmet. You both are like wa- running through this uh, sticky slip and slide basically towards each other in the middle. Have to meet in the middle. One grabs the thing off the helmet and then pushes it on the wall on the other side. Um, and I think on this one they were taking like little paper airplanes or whatever that were stuck to her helmet. So. Um, so they just had to keep doing that over and over again, um, which this one is kind of interesting. It's a pretty tough one, so more interesting than the other ones. So, um, but yeah, the, the funny thing is, like I said, how loosely these are attached to the story. They were like, mm-hmm. they're like, well, yes. we've got the we've got the slip and slide mat out, so fuck it. I don't know. We want to do, let's just do airplanes this time instead of whatever we did last time because it's. Like I said, they just reuse it and then just have a different thing each time. So mm-hmm. uh, Blue Bear yeah. Crew is win. So congratulations. However, they only have 1.5 pennants of life, which means that when they go into the temple games or the temple, I, I, that's the problem. I always call them temple games. So the actual temple run, mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be another half pennant in there. True story. This is just more observation, not something I looked up. Uh, people basically just never fucking find the <laughs> the other one. Like, they know it's wow. in there, but, like, there's just so much shit going on there. I would not know how anyone would possibly notice these little, like, half sliver of a pendant sitting somewhere. So Right. Not... And, and just, just real quick, was this a 30-minute show or hour long? 30 minutes. Gosh, that's a lot of shit to do that's in 30 minutes. Or, they like, crush it. They pound it out yeah. real fast. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay. Um, As far as the prizes. Uh... There's always three prizes for the temple, so for the people who make it there. So they first off immediately they get uh, a Nico Scorpion, which is um, 
I don't even remember what an eco scorpion was. Oh yeah, no, they get a singalodeon. That's right, they won a singalodeon automatically, which apparently is basically a karaoke machine, and that's it's all okay, it that is. That sounds dope, though. Yeah, I know. And then they get an eco scorpion, which is actually a super dope remote control fucking truck, like our super high quality one. But I'm just like, what? Like, you just really gotta want that fucking truck, huh? Like, <laughs> you just like really want it, or else you're gonna be real disappointed. And then if they win, that's if they get the, the, the item. So, like, when they're going through, they get to the thing. Even if they don't make mm-hmm. it out, they still get something for that. And then so if they win at all and get out with the item, they win a trip to Clearwater Gardens Resort. So there's usually, like, a big oh, trip damn. at the end for something um, that's at the end there. So um, these kids did not win. And it wasn't even particularly close. <laughs> so Oh, no. Yeah. I will say the kids, this is an item that I saw in multiple episodes, too. Um, Ratch Tech Shoes. Which um, I don't know what there was special about them. I remember they like they always show the kid like gliding as if they're skates, but they're not skates. They're just shoes that like you pull this thing real tight and it tightens the shoes or something. So, mm-hmm. um, so there you go. So, as far as some other things, so on another episode I just said okay. The one thing I have to mention, because it's the most stereotypical item that everybody thinks of whenever they, they involves, like, if you win the Temple Games, is fucking Space Camp. Because mm-hmm. Space Camp oh, is right. probably the most common thing on the show. It's like, a trip to Space Camp! <laughs> so, um, yeah. so, trivia. This is kind of, like, the interesting stuff I wanted to go over here on this end. So, in an interview with a former contestant from the show... She explained that everything was fucking insane. Like she was there on the first recording of the episode of the show and she was there for 18 hours. Um, which if you're thinking, wow, that sounds like a lot. That's uh, that's that would give you six hours of sleep that night before. Like and that would be a full day at that point. Um, so apparently it took them so long. I don't know how it took this long, but it took. That was 18 hours that time, and then the next time it was 12, basically, on average. The first episode, they just happened to be a lot of kinks. So, yes, like, all yeah. the kids were fucking, like, crying um, by the time they got to the <laughs> Temple Games oh, no. and shit. Like, this is, like, obviously off camera and everything. They're just also fucking stressed out by all this shit. They're exhausted. Oh, no. Like, they've just been, like, doing physical shit, like, the whole day. Um, they do get, like... Oh, no. They said that basically, like, remembering, like, the layout of the temple is impossible if you were just listening to what Olmec said. Because, like, he doesn't actually give you, like, any actual pertinent information on how you get through. Uh, mm-hmm. But apparently before, they give everybody a walkthrough of the temple so you can kind of, like, go through it and figure out, like, what you're supposed to do. Um, the the girl who gave this report and talked about it says that um, she when she was in this, like, uh, in the tree one, the... Uh, the haunted forest, um, which I mentioned is, in my opinion, the absolute scariest place possible to get hit by a uh, temple guard. Mm-hmm. Um, she was reduced to tears from getting caught by a temple guard as she reached her hand into the tree's mouth and it fucking grabbed her. Um, oh no! Because that's because all the other ones like they'll pop out of something, but that's the one where they're just in the fucking tree suit and they just grab you. Oh um, no! And she literally says she can't go to haunted houses anymore. Um, Oh. Yep. So, uh, Kirk Fogg was essentially picked at random. They literally just looked through a bunch of headshots and picked him, and then he came and read read some play by play from a teleprompter. And there's like, all right. And it was his first like hosting gig ever. There's like, you got it. Good job. Wow, that's um, hilarious. So D. Bradley Baker 
when he's doing the voice of Olmec, actually stands inside of the giant head, narrating into a microphone with a script. The reason for this was that he would then control the movements of the mouth simultaneously while reading his lines by controlling a, like a lever that moves the lips up and down. So it kind of like at least somewhat matches what he's saying. Um, that's, that's a lot to do at once. I know. <laughs> I know. I, it's like that. It's so crazy. Like how unorganized this show was like the like Rick from from uh, Toys R Us had, goes a lot more in depth on this and like how much of a clusterfuck mm-hmm. everything was because there were some <laughs> like interviews with Kirk Fogg later on and that like had some really revealing stuff about how insane this show was. Um, and so then D. Bradley Baker would just sit there and like like sit down in the tree and just read a book while while the rest of the show is going on when he didn't have lines. Um, so let's see. So the dark forest I mentioned, the one with the trees that grab people. So they have to grab in there and grab a tree, like a key to get out of the hole. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently it smelled really, really bad. Like it was like the that. worst smelling place in the world because a guy who played a temple guard later said that the room smelled like three years of B.O., Due to the fact that this was such a heavily used place for te- temple guards to go to, like in the suits of the trees, that like they obviously are sweating like crazy in these fucking rubber foam like tree suits or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so they would just sweat into there and they didn't clean those things at all. So it was just like all like just stank from just people's B.O. of being in those fucking trees for oh years uh, of of taping. So uh Kirk Fogg revealed in 2016 there was a reason the games were so fucking hard, which was that they didn't have the budget to give out grand prizes to many kids. So they had to make they had to make it insanely hard and made sure that they never exceeded eight prizes per season. Oh, my gosh. That's 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 just reduce the prizes. Shit. Yeah. Let the kids win some. Like It's just one of those things where you're watching and you're like, this is impossible. It's just, it's impossible. But apparently like 32 teams totally won, total one. Wow. Which is over 120 episodes. Oh my gosh. Okay. It is just, it's, it's crazy thinking though. Like that's a really low rate for a show. Like to be like, just that's like wheel of fortune level, like final prize. (laughs) Like, yeah, I like, how, like as far as how little people get it right. So, but for, but for children, yeah. this seems punishingly difficult for something that is meant to be fun for kids. Like, how many kids went yeah. home and cried for days? Yeah, especially after being groped by temple guards. Like, and like yes. I said, that's just like for that's, for a candy whistle, <laughs> for fucking candy whistles and a fucking <laughs> yeah. remote control truck. So cool. So yeah, so they oh um, gosh. <laughs> they. I'm just losing it. This show is so ridiculous. I don't know why, but it's so fun to watch. I will say I will make fun of things and stuff like this. I was watching like several episodes. I didn't need to watch more episodes. I just kept watching them in spite of the fact that I had all my notes done. Um, so again, over 120 episodes, 32 were successful. The team rates. So Silver Snakes had the highest success rate, winning 38% of the ones that they were in. So mm-hmm. they won eight. They had eight wins in 21 runs. Um. The Orange Iguanas had the worst win rate, which was yeah. out of 25 runs, they only won four times. Which, I mean, that means they made it to 24 games, which is higher than the the Snakes had, actually. They just always lost when they went there. Yeah. But the fucking worst, like, I don't know why they were caring so much about rates. The fucking worst is the Purple Parrots, who yes. made it to the Temple Games 18 times total. In 100 I'm sorry, not 18. 100? I'm sorry, 11 times total. I misspoke. 
of 130 120 episodes they made it 11 times so less than 10 percent so um and the next second worst team uh was 19 so it was pretty bad yeah uh there's actually an episode that is unaired that was never aired that was from season two because in that episode they made it like almost entirely through the entire episode so you know like an entire day of recording and then mm-hmm. during the temple run, a kid threw up in the pit, the pit of despair. <laughs> they talk about the fucking pit of despair. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so just... fitting. So the kid threw oh, up in there no. and they were just like, well, we have to clean up and everything. And they're like, well, we're not going to finish recording. So it's just <gasps> never, never <laughs> seen oh, the light of day. No, that kid is dead. Is, he that is, kid they is are. dead. So, yeah, I, I'll just mention a few of the prizes, too, just real quick. Like that sure. I mentioned that I didn't mention. So, of course, Nestle Quick was a big one. Uh, Laffy Taffy was one. Um, cool. Duncan Yo-Yos, like that was even like one of the ones that was like, uh, you know, the second prize you won if you made it through one round. That's um, not worth and it. And also, if you get through the second round, one of the ones was the Hunchback of Notre Dame on VHS. <laughs> Neat. 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 So so far, I've won a collective fourteen dollars worth of toys. <laughs> cool. So in conclusion. Um, oh, yeah. No, I forgot. I, I don't know why I, I didn't see this in the notes. But uh, another interesting thing I thought was that so uh, a lot of the a lot of the prizes would be the final prize would be a uh, trip to Orlando studio to uh, what's it called? Something Universal studio Studios. Universal Studios, Florida or whatever. Um, but most of the kids were like from Orlando. So like they would advertise that just because they wanted to advertise the trip, like the place wait, as wait, an advertising. Wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh. where was it filmed in Orlando? So it was. So you went. So you're. It was in Universal Studios. Place, so you're. Fil- you want a trip to the place that you are currently at. That's the point. Is so since they were all from there or vacationing there or whatever, <gasps> they would give the prize, but they would actually change it to something else behind the scenes. Like they would give it like a something trip somewhere else usually because they just are doing that because they're advertising on the show, like for for Orlando Studios, Florida. There so, you go, kids. Like I said, we all I... want a trip to Reno, Nevada. <laughs> oh yeah, Albuquerque. So, one of them was to Vermont, which was interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's crazy to me. Like I, watching it again, like it's funny because like it's still a good show, but like you could tell Kirk Fogg's like just flying by the seat of his pants the whole time, oh, like no. just kind of winging it. Um, but yeah, I love the show. It's the best. The end. Wow. Uh, before we move on, I need to know if given yep. your choice, what team would you be on? That's tough, dude. Here's the weird thing. When I was a kid, I always liked the Silver Snakes because for whatever reason, at some point when this show was on, apparently mm-hmm. I like snakes. I don't know why. I don't think I actually like snakes. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> okay. Green, green was my favorite color, but I didn't like that they were the green monkeys because that didn't feel normal to me. So you, I would no. say... At this point, looking back, I go ahead and just do Green Monkeys. Okay. Okay. I, in my heart, would like to be a Red Jaguar, but I think I would want to be a Blue Barracuda. Blue Barracudas and Red Jaguars feel like the cool team, like the cool kids. And then the other ones are just kind of like Silver Snakes is the bad boy. And then like Purple Parrots and Orange Iguanas are the nerds. They, 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 the the Purple Parrots have like T-183 calculators in their pockets. Just like, why? Like, why not? It's like, yeah, Why I got not? fucking snake on this bitch. Don't, don't oh, talk to me. You, you covered Legends of the Hidden Temple. Uh-huh. There it is. I'm so proud of you. Oof. I'm so excited this for you. It's going to be a long episode. 
It's okay, <laughs> bitch. This is yeah. a, this is one people want to hear. I'm cool. No, this please, is... and take your time. At this point, I'm like, at least I don't have to say words anymore. So I don't have to say words anymore. Oh, Andy. You ever heard anything this 90s before? Oh my god. Good. Uh, I know. They, are you, they are had you... a video game of that too, and man. Man. Man, oh man. Just. Man, oh man. <sighs> Anyways, go ahead. It's a lot. It's a lot, man. Uh, Nickelodeon Guts ran from 92 to 95, although YouTube just now said 96, so I don't really know who to believe. Don't trust me. Don't trust hey, the internet. YouTube? Everyone lies. Hey, YouTube, are you okay? YouTube is not okay. It is not okay. Uh, the hosts were Michael Malley, little curly haired little man, and Moira Mo Quirk. <laughs> um, that's a lot. Uh, so, so the gist of each episode was essentially three children had to pretend they were Olympic athletes for the weirdest and most nonsensical trials and games, and then they had to compete on national television in order to win. Um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and start off by saying that this is a nightmare come true for me. Um, watching these episodes was like going back to sixth grade PE and being like, I don't want to do this and be like, you have to, and only, not only do you have to do it, you're competing against two other people who are way better at this yeah. than you. And now, and then there are also cameras. It's like, okay, I hate okay. this and I hate my life. It feels like you mentioned the cameras part just to bother me. Yeah, it's just like, it's like I mean, I knew they were there, but you brought it up as if it were spiteful, and I don't like you anymore, teacher. Um, so the the games consisted of like weird harnessed versions of regular games, but to mm-hmm. the extreme. So like instead of basketball, harness it would basketball, be, it'd be basketball <laughs> where you jump from a huge platform down, then try to bounce back up and grab a ball in a huge pillar before someone else gets that ball. And it's just like, I will um, say the games on okay. guts seemed so dope. Like a lot they of those, fun. but yeah. like, except for the ones where they just run. <laughs> yes. Yes. And let's see. Um, or like, instead of the game of tennis, you would just have a ball machine shooting balls at you nonstop for 45 American seconds. Gladiator and, style. Yeah. And then you have to dodge them while being filmed. At the ripe age of 11. No. Such a um, random age, too. I don't know why that was, like, the age that they're like, we need these kids to be not quite pubescent yet, but, like, as close as possible. Because at 13, you're already like, I know better than to do this. I, I'm not I'm not going to do this. I don't want to embarrass myself. But at 11, you're like, well, I could do this. I've got it in me. I like tennis. Well, here we go. Let's ruin your life. And record. Done. Um, And so... Uh, what else? Or like, like instead of rafting, you would have to use a paddle to like propel yourself above water from one end of a pool to another. Again, you're like harnessed, so it's just weird. And the only thing you can use to get across is a paddle, and there are like jets shooting out at you from all sides. Oh, oh so you're just nightmare. attached to this cord, just kind of like partly dipped in the water, and you just have a paddle and nothing else. And nothing else, wow. and you're kind of like half submerged. It's a whole thing. So. And, of course, there were obstacle courses and foam cubes and tight ropes and stuff like that. So each player would receive points for their efforts in each round. And let me tell you, this is my worst nightmare to be compared to two other children who are way better and more able-bodied than myself and then also be scored. And is aired on Nickelodeon. So 
most of the stuff it was it was I think it was almost primarily time time trials. So who can get the best score? And all the while these kids are doing these races and things like that, Michael O'Malley is just you know making commentary again, kind of awkward like your host was, but. He was much but, better at small talk and like commentary, I think, though. He, he was. And it seemed fast paced and kind of like, you did it. You're done. Okay, you did it. This person's better than you. You did it. This person's way better than both of you. Oh, it was a girl and you're both boys. Um, you're going to you're gonna hate yourself now. So, yeah, that's the thing. It wasn't all boys or all girls. They had a mixture doing the same thing on the same show at the same time. So you'd be competing this whole time on all these like random physical challenges with the hopes that you could make it to the end. And for what reason, Andy, why would you want to make it to the end? You get a piece of the fucking crag. You get a piece of the fucking crag, not just the crag, the aggro crag. Yeah. I forgot that it was called they, the aggro. I think they started crag. doing the crag because they changed the names, like depending on which game it was, like when it went to global guts, I think it changed. Yes, that's correct. So the aggro crag is, if you don't know, it is the final trial at the end of the game. It is a, it's like a, it's a mountain, a fake mountain full of bullshit and you have to climb it. <laughs> That's right. A glowing, a glowing piece of aggro crag is your prize for climbing this, this insane, like industrial looking structure. And you would have to like, what they call them, like actuators. You'd have to slap an actuator at the same time, like yeah. glitter and foam cubes and shit were being thrown at you and. You have to stay given, in your lane. Given how like un unsexy like all the other ones were, like they're interesting, like they're very like, oh look, they got good equipment, but there was like they weren't like themed anything. But then the aggro crag, they're just like, we're gonna make this cinematic as fuck. Yes, because that it felt because because in my head the aggro crag was part of Legends of the Hidden Temple because it was exactly. so different from everything else that was going on in Guts. In Guts, the rest of it was, it, it felt like you were in this big gymnasium, like this crazy gymnasium with harnesses mm -hmm. everywhere. And they're like, do the jumping thing, do the tennis ball thing, do the rafting thing, do the sliding thing. And they're like, and now there's a, a oh wait, yeah, there's a mountain. And I think uh, it, it's such a it. non sequitur from the rest of them. But if they didn't have that, it would have been so much more boring. Like they did it. This look at true. how, look how good they ran. Look at, look at, you ran the fastest, you win the, you win the glowing cardboard thing. Give it back to me. You cannot have, you can't this. have this. So you can't have this. You cannot have this. So um, there was also like fake lightning and fake snow. So they really went all out with the fucking aggro crag. Um, and what they called nuclear flying crystals would come shooting out at you on the aggro crag. Apparently those were just balls. A lot of balls and guts. A lot of balls. So many balls. Um, so many balls. And so. None bigger than Mike O'Malley's. None, none bigger than Macobellus. So, so if you if you won, if you got the fastest time on the aggro crag, you would win first place, which was a gold medal and the glowing aggro crag, which actually was quite large. Like I want to say it's probably oh, like, yeah. like two, two or three feet wide. Yeah, and they and have kids hold it over their tall. head. It always looked. I mean, it looked dope. Like that was the thing. It's like I want that. Like every time I, I, I see kids lift over their head. Yeah, and it would be it would be tough to be one of the kids who did not win that and just be standing there like, don't cry. You're 11. Don't cry. This is a very sensitive, hard moment in your life on national mm. television, but don't cry. Suck it up, Timmy. Um, one thing I failed to mention about Guts so far was that they had little segments in the middle called Spill Your Guts. Where yes. we would get to where we would get to meet the contestants on the show briefly, so um, a little less awkward in that it was usually pre um, pre recorded as opposed to wasn't what, it, 
was it even like them talking or was it just like they were standing there like posing while like the words were appearing on the thing next to them i'm trying to think if i remember In the, that right. it, it, it was i saw it two different ways the first one was like just a picture of the child with their name and a couple of details about them, like the mm. things that they like to do or what they're very good at. And then in later seasons, they would have the child be like, hey, I'm John from Nashville and I love my Nashville hat <laughs> or something. And be like, I, just that line just <laughs> stuck out to me so much. I'm like, Nashville that's like hat. the worst, like your hat, your favorite hat is just a hat that says Nashville on it. <laughs> it says Nashville, but just this, but they, you know, they would do it themselves as opposed to having narrator. But in the show, they were often given nicknames that weren't real. Unless, like, if the kid themselves had, like, a nickname in their family or something, they would use it. But most of the time, kids don't just have nicknames. So it'd be, like, Brittany the Boxer Kensington or Tyler the Terrible Johnson. Dick Bruce McGee. Ashton the Decapitator Wilson. Like, okay, I made I made all of those up, but those are pretty, pretty good. Pretty close, though. But yeah, the Decapitator. I would like to be called Ashton the Decapitator Wilson. <laughs> But um, but fucking guts. Uh, uh. So trivia. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the whole concept of the show was born from the president of Nickelodeon, Albie Hecht, uh, because he couldn't dunk a basketball, and it was somehow <laughs> his fantasy. I I mean, I will say this: to be the president of Nickelodeon for that to be your fantasy—that's like a very low bar. Yeah, it's, it's like it's bar. like Bill Clinton in the in the saxophone. <laughs> exactly so he thought it would be awesome to help kids um do this and he was like get the harnesses we're gonna teach these fucking kids how to fake dunk let's do this and i was like okay that's a that's a whole one um the set of guts was used for other shows um i want to say i saw double there as well but but i could be wrong but so they would have to um the aggro crag was actually a puzzle and they would assemble it and disassemble it as needed because they had to have the space so that to me seems a little suspect if it was yeah like just not falling apart like good luck yeah don't don't break a leg literally on the echo crag because section c over there is not (laughs) we lost a few bolts during between uh (laughs) segments so um sadly the kids would have to give back the glowing aggro crag after they won it on tv that's so whack and there wasn't a prize that I can remember. Like I, I watched several episodes, and no kid was like, "By the way, you get a blank, blank." It was like, "No, you just got the medal." You got and then this you're medal done. and sadness. Um, the aggro crag slash mega crag was twenty eight feet tall. That's pretty fucking tall. Yeah, that's tall. It's like it's a it's a big like it's an intimidating thing. Like just like with all of the like you said with all the other shit coming in, like it actually makes it like hard to see and everything as they're going up there. Yeah. Absolutely. It would be pretty intense. And uh, and finally, they could record up to three episodes of Guts in a single day. Oh, much yeah, better I guess than mine. <laughs> I, I was gonna, yeah, when you were saying your first one was like 18 hours and 12 hours, I was like, that sucks. But there, My- it's also much more complex. And there are not participants and, and like pomp and circumstance like there is with Legends of the Hidden Temple. This mm-hmm. one's just like, can your kid run? We recorded it. Good. Good. Go get out of here. Give me back the aggro crag and get the hell off my set. <laughs> I just don't know what they could possibly do to take up those 12 hours. Did you guys have a live audience too? I don't think. I don't know. Because we had a live know. audience and that makes me think like maybe like some of the 12 hours was like leading up to it. Like walking your kids through it and like post work and everything like that. Because there's no way an audience would sit for 12 hours to that bullshit. 
no, I'm not even awake 12 hours a day. I hate yeah. this. I don't even want to be at least. But um, I will say this. When it came to being a fan of Nickelodeon, when these two shows were on, I just didn't watch because I didn't what? like. I couldn't handle. I didn't like it. If, it, if I didn't like physical exertion um, in any re- aspect of my life at that time, why would I want to watch other kids do it? Like, this is fun. I don't want to run, but I want to watch another kid run. No. Yeah. Or be like, I can't run. Look at how much better Cynthia is than I am. Like, no. I don't want to feel bad about myself. Like, where's Ren and Stimpy? You remember, Get like, out of here. I was, I was, a, I was, I would say either less healthy or equally unhealthy to you when I was a child, so. But it just didn't, it didn't ring my bell, man. Mm-hmm. It just didn't do it. But it was, what was it, Nickelodeon? Was gas? Like, ga- games and Nick sports. Nick Gas, yeah. Yeah, game, yeah, games and sports. So when that would usually take over, I'd be like, "Fucking all right," and just you know try to watch like Murder She Wrote instead. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't know what to do with myself because I didn't actually want to watch kids be healthy. Because I was like, I'm gonna eat this medium Domino's pizza alone mm-hmm. and not watch you do this right now. But um, but guts, I forgot how in, like deeply ingrained in me that theme song was until I heard it, and I was like, well, that's insane. I hate this, but it was good. I hate this, and and honestly, some of the quotes from the show are so good. Like they, like what was it during they interviewed one of the kids? Like how'd you do? Like how you you got all these points? How'd you do it? His his excerpt was something like you got to get really aggressive when you're getting those balls, and like like just if you said anything like that on television you would just be gutted for life yeah. when you're like 17 and someone was like <laughs> but the the worst thing i read was that in one of the episodes they all lost to a girl the boys lost to a girl and they would just get made fun of relentlessly because of the fact that that happened so oh it, no both, yeah so both I, suck it boys opinion, yeah, in my opinion, both of our shows like ruined souls of children. Um, and maybe like maybe if you won, that's something that you can like you can't put that on your resume for your first job out of college. No. So, like I participated in Legends of the Hidden Temple in season two, episode fourteen. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, maybe there was some character building there, but mostly I think it was just shame. You know what? I would love shame. to. I would love to have a former contestant on our show. <laughs> Like, not even a host of any show or anything like that or a, a character on a Nickelodeon show. Just a fucking contestant and be like, tell us about this. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. I would fucking love to interview someone who was on one of these shows. Except for, I think I would be too abrasive. They're like, no, this was the shining moment. I peaked at 12 when I was a And everything's Barracuda. been downhill since then. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> That's true. It's like the movie but, um, It. Like, I killed the, I killed the, I thought we killed the clown and then everything was downhill from there. Everything was downhill from there. So that's Guts. Uh, we did it. We did it, everyone. Legends of the Hidden Temple versus Guts. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah. And actually, let me yes. go ahead and take us out. Please uh, do. Because I forgot that we do that on this show, and I closed yes. my notes. So where to find <laughs> us? <laughs> At 90s Court on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to get your votes in, please check us out there. Uh, Twitter, sometimes I'm a little bit late on getting the poll out because I just forget, but uh, it's always there. That's just life. Facebook is always there the day the episode's out, as well as the Instagram, which is 90s.court. You can check us out on patreon.com slash 90s court if you would like to help support the show mm-hmm. and get some dope content. And stickers and shit. Yeah. And stickers and shit. And as always, leave us a nice five-star rating and review on iTunes. We'd really, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And of course, as we mentioned before, 
check out the merch store, tpublic.com slash user slash 90s court. Mm-hmm. Going to be some good sales. Don't forget. Yeah. Lisa, so, any uh, parting remarks before we depart on this like longest episode ever? <laughs> this is this is a record breaker. Um, do you have it? Ghost. No. No, we don't have it. I think we had it. We had it way over an hour had it this week. So yeah. I think we're good. But that's our show, everyone. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week with episode 75. Gotta send it over to Mo. Mo! No! Stay no, so oh, oh, yeah, that was one of the trivia pieces. She, they didn't actually call her Mo, or like they, no one called her Mo. Oh. I forgot to add that. Anyway, stay rad, everyone. Just in time. <laughs> stay rad. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>